Hey, this is Steph with Game Therapy, and welcome to our continued series on gentle games. How are you today? Have you been taking care of yourself? What can you do to make today better for you? I think you should be nice to yourself and do that thing. But if you don't have, if you don't know what that good thing could be, I have a non-sponsored suggestion. Try playing Atroneer. Welcome to Game Therapy, a podcast on gaming and mental health. Okay, so Steph, I feel like I'm using this term very... uh... What are you going to say? Is it going to be mean? No, I feel like I'm using this term (laughs) very loosely lately. But today we're going to be discussing the best game ever? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I will play the abs... Can we curse? Oh, do we curse? No, no cursing. The absolute crap out of this game. Thank you. <laughs> no cursing. Holy poop. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, my golly gee gosh. Okay. Okay, we played the crap out of this game. We absolutely did. And, I mean, some of this came from the timing. This game, for me, will forever be the sig- the kind of signal of lockdown. Yeah. The symbol of lockdown for it me. It was a lockdown game for us. It came to Game Pass Almost immediately when they told everybody, don't go outside ever again. Yeah, and this was when you had gotten me an Xbox Mm -hmm. so that we could play Xbox together from separate homes right? um, to try and be more together. And you didn't know that the pandemic was coming, but it happened right before the pandemic came. Uh, So you were like, let's be closer together by playing more games together. Let's be closer by playing more games together, separately, in different houses, but together. Because me and Chris love to do that. We're all about co-op games or at least i am i don't know about chris so what was this game steph that we've just spoken so highly of it is astro near that's right astro nears astro near yeah i looked it up and you were correct it is just astro near there is no s okay we have called it astro nears i mm-hmm. think pretty much the entire time we played it and what is astro nears give us a quick rundown so you play as a little spaceman and it's third person and you're exploring this galaxy, basically. Yeah, a little tiny solar system. Yeah, there isn't really much plot. Like, you just show up on the planet and they teach you how to survive. And they're like, I don't know, you could you could do research probably. Or uh, terraform a little bit. Uh, find some stuff. Right. Run around. <laughs> have so, fun. <laughs> so it's borrowing heavily from survival sims. You know, yeah. That are very popular. Like, But I wouldn't, like... So, yes, it borrows from the survival sim in the collecting and building and living thing. But the only limited resource really is oxygen. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to die. Well, it's not hard to die. But you're not actively dying like most survival games. No, no. I would say it borrows from this from the genre but is also sort of a mishmash of others. Yeah, there's no food and no thirst. Mm-hmm. Only oxygen. You're just in your little spacesuit, and you're happy all the time. There is only oxygen and the tech tree. The tech tree? Well, the tech tree is you... Oh, yeah. You build up to different technologies. Yeah, yeah. So it's third person. It's an action game. Uh, you don't level up your character at all, actually. It's all about building. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, you don't level him up, but you certainly outfit him with better gear. 
Yeah, you get better gear, but there's no health meter. I mean, there's a little oxygen meter, but like the only way you can make that bigger is giving yourself an extra oxygen tank that you've built. Right. Um, So no, there are no player stats that you get better at. You're just the little spaceman doing his best. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think the art style deserves a mention, too, because the art style, I think, is just beautiful. It's been done a little more since this game came out. This mm-hmm. game was released in 2019. And uh, I think we've seen more of these games. This this style is called low poly. Oh, is it? Okay. And uh, it's low polygon. It's uh, really harkens back to the early era of 3D games. Mm-hmm. So it really reminds me of the N64 and the PS1, which... You know, I was in middle school when those were huge, so that's yeah. a huge uh, nostalgia factor for me. That yeah, that look. Um, they're also they work really a lot with bright, vibrant colors. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole landscape is just really alive with color, mm-hmm. and the color is used as part of the game system as well because you very quickly learn what these colors mean. Different colors are different resources that you need to mine. Yeah, well, I would say the resources are actually more shape-based. You're right. That's true. So the gameplay loop... Shape and color. The gameplay loop is you're on a planet, and you just got to build your way around. Um, So you start out with just tethers. You start just with tethers, and the first resource that you need is compound, which are these, like, little silver bubbles that you find on the landscape, and you mine them. Uh, And then the next one you need is maybe, like, quartz. or No, it's resin would be the next one. Right, and and there are these like rounded, spiky yellow mm-hmm. bits in the landscape. So everything is very visual. And just to jump in about the mining real quickly, yeah, I, I just I love the mining mechanic in this game. Mm-hmm. It's almost like uh, Luigi's Mansion, like vacuum okay, cleaner yeah. system, rather than the that's a more good... normal Minecraft. You know, you click right, clicky, clickety mining that I don't like as much yeah you get this mining gun that's like a distance mining you don't have to walk up and drill something with it you just kind of point it at the thing and it sucks it up mm-hmm. and it's very fun it, it is it feels wonderful to drill and mine like that i think and yeah. of course you power that up throughout the game yeah you build more mining bits and like when you reach deeper materials in the earth that are more rare or harder to come by you can build sturdier drill bits yeah and eventually you can build huge mining rigs you know you can build your own giant yeah you can, technodrome style right you you can build giant uh rolling vehicles that just decimate the landscape they just mine and harvest everything immediately yeah so. but i mean these are also barren planets mm-hmm. so i i would describe the gameplay loop here as base building exploring and collecting yeah and that's pretty much it yeah, and I, what I love about the exploration aspect is they've managed to make it feel incredibly fresh in a procedurally generated galaxy. Yes, so you know? every time you play this, you'll land in a different spot, and the materials will be in different places in different amounts. And they're the same planets. They'll have the same things on them, but just in different arrangements. Mm-hmm. So it's always a little fresh anytime you start over. Yeah, and uh, getting to the other planets is a real pleasure. That's yeah. such a treat. Is building you'll be your one of your first tasks will be building up a uh, rocket Small ship. shuttle. Yeah, a yeah. little shuttle, and you'll be taking that to another planet. And let me tell you, you will never 
ever remember to bring the stuff on oh the shuttle gosh. that you're going to need on that planet. Sometimes <laughs> to the point where you forget oxygen and you immediately have to get yeah, back Yeah, and in. you're like, okay, well, we're going home. And I hope to God you brought another rocket yeah. <laughs> with you to, to blast off. So originally when we played this, it wasn't fully developed, uh, the space travel, I didn't think. Hmm. Uh, it was a little glitchy the space, space travel. So what you do is you get in your little rocket, and it's funny when there's two people. Uh, usually there's an extra compartment for stuff. But if you want to bring two people on a trip, you have to put a chair in, in the, the luggage hold, compartment, yeah. and they have to jump in. It's very cute. Uh, so it's very cute. But uh, So then you click launch, and you're well aware how much fuel this basic booster has. And it's enough to get you off a planet twice. And that's it. Mm. Uh, So you boost into space and then you're orbiting the planet that you just boosted off of. But you have to look around in space to try and determine which planet you're wanting to go to. Mm. And it's like from your position in orbit of this planet. Right. You have to look around and be like, I think that's DeSolo. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then coming back was no easier because coming back, you know, maybe you find the right planet that your base was on. But yeah, then good luck finding your base. Right. So even orbiting the planet, there are these little blue uh, orbs, basically, like transparent blue landing orbs, zone. landing zones. zones. Where you can zone. Yeah. Where you can land. And you have to pick where to land, but you're orbiting around the planet and you're like, I don't see my base. I know. I mean, the good news is that Every planet has the ingredients for a booster. So you cannot soft lock your game by getting caught on a planet without a booster. Mm-hmm. That's the good news. The bad news is you can still get stuck yeah. for the time. Yeah. Uh, so Chris actually had a moment where we were playing, and we've been playing for what, like three hours, four hours, something like that? Oh, I think longer than that. I think yeah. we were pretty well into, we were pretty a, well into, into a run it. then. Uh, this almost ended Astroneer for me. Yeah, so tell us about it. So I was out there, and I had a nice little convoy going. And one of the things you'll find, instead of building things, you can salvage a lot of parts yeah. from the surrounding area. You'll find other crashed ships right? things like this. And so, I love that aspect. Being you know such a natural scavenger as I am, I right. just really love to go around and scavenge parts. So very early in the game, one of the things you can build is a vehicle. You can build a little tractor. Yeah. And put all these hitches on the back and fill those with stuff. And smartly, the tractor has some sort of infinite oxygen supply. Yeah. So you can't die when you're on the tractor. Or very close to the tractor. You've you've got oxygen. However, what I found is that you can absolutely get way lost in the tractor. Yeah. They've since implemented, I read, they've since implemented a compass system. Yes. But You uh, used to have to build a compass, but now the compass is, is part of your suit. Okay. And this was, I guess, before we'd really gotten a handle on the beacons and all that. Yeah. I think we're pretty good now about navigating. I, You know, it was an early frustration, but I would say at this point, I hate to be one of those people that justifies everything in a game. But I think that's part of this game's charm is really? learning by doing, you know. You were mad. I was super mad. You I know. were really I'm, mad. I'm just saying that now, but I'm still seething inside. Yeah, so I was back at the base and Chris had rolled away and he was like, I've got so much stuff. And I'm like, do you want me to go to space and like find you? And he's like, no, I'll, I'll go over this mountain and maybe I'll find the base. And then you're like, I'm going to climb to the top of this mountain, which is arduous, let me tell you. It is not like mm-hmm. a zoom, zoom, I'll just drive up the mountain. It is more like uh, Geralt of Rivia trying to jump over a four-foot wall, mm-hmm. um, which is to say 
it don't work. <laughs> don't work good. Uh, and every time you would go to the mountain and then you'd be like, could you go on the mountain? I'd be like, I put a beacon on every single mountain that you can see from the base. And if yeah. you don't see any of those beacons, I don't think you're coming home. I was on the dark side of that planet. And I think you were like, I have to leave. I have to go. I cannot play this anymore because I'm real mad. Yeah. And I think I was like, okay, but I don't think I can stop. I know. <laughs> like, can I keep playing without you? And I think that got you back in, and we started a new save. Right, yeah. Together, mm-hmm. with no wandering yeah. too far. So the planets are... I was are, much more careful after that, it's true. Right, so to explain, the planets are tiny and circular, to the point where when you look at the horizon, it is not a flat horizon, it is a rounded horizon. Yeah. So it's very easy to roll over the horizon, turn around, and not see where you came from. Right. I mean, they're not exactly, you know, Mario Galaxy planets, but they No, are. but they are big enough to get lost on, for, yeah, for sure. sure. That's what I mean. They're, they're bigger than Mario Galaxy planets. They're, right. They're large. But imagine Mario Galaxy when you're like, I'm wandering on a round planet. Yeah, yeah. And some of the planets are bigger than others, too. Mm. So what was your favorite part of playing Astroneer? So for me, this is just a bang-up co-op uh experience this is so fun to play with a group like you and me playing together i think you can play with up to eight players can't no, you only four. four okay up to four well i mean it is a hoot you know it's very fun it's one of those games where like we were talking about with stardew valley last week there's no tethering to each other one yeah. person can be on the other side of the planet one can be on the other side of the solar system yeah you could be on a different planet just being like i don't have enough fuel to get home can it, you come get me <laughs> yeah it's very fun so for me the the best part of astroneer is just the ability to make your own story with someone else in this game yeah you know, you're just having a having a really fun time well and i think this hits all the uh bullet points for us of we love to run around and explore we're cave people we love to run under the planet and grab all the good stuff mm-hmm. so exploring and collecting and then i really like building the base and being like oh look at this shiny new machine we can get what does the atmospheric condenser do can right. we have one Right, and you brought up exploration. I love the sense of exploration in this game. Yeah. I really love how they've managed to, even in a procedurally generated game, make these levels feel vibrant and alive. Yeah. And also just really interesting to explore. I mean, you always find a new interesting cave system. Yeah. Whatever algorithms they're using to print the caves, to, to procedurally generate the caves, works really quite outstandingly. Yeah. I've never been in like a broken cave system. And they're all fairly interconnected too. Yeah, and the caves can go on for miles. It's incredible. Oh, yeah, you you literally go to the center of the planet. Yeah, the caves are terrifying, I find sometimes. Really? Because, yeah. I mean, one big thing about this game that I think keeps it from being scary is the fact that there are no real enemies. No, there's just, there are a few plants that uh, are like forget-me-nots. If you get too close to them, they yeah. can pop. And... I mean, they can aggro you, but like... Yeah. But you have to do something to them first, most for the most part. You're right. There's nothing. There are no enemies in this game, and they're not like malicious plants. No. I mean, there's what? There's the tongue plant that like flicks you around. Mm. There's the mushrooms that'll spike you if you stand like right up on them, and there's those little mountain plants that blow up yeah. if you mine them. Yeah. So like, there's a couple things that can hurt you, but like, they're not out to get you. They're not chasing you. They're just. 
environmental dangers, pretty much. No, it's a peaceful little game. And also, another thing about the danger aspect. Uh, if you die, the stakes are real low. Mm. All that happens is you drop your backpack and you show up back at base. Yeah. And your backpack is still there if you want to go get it. But So have you got a favorite moment from the uh, from our play? Have we played this twice, I think we did, right? Well, we did because there was the first run where we quit and started again. I think we've played it again since then, Steph. I think we've played this then three times because I think we quit and very soon thereafter picked back up. And then I think you and I had another playthrough like a year later. I don't think so. No, okay. You've played through yourself alone? I've played a couple hours by myself because I recently bought it on Steam. Okay, what's it like single player? I still really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that I've it's better cooperatively because the game really doesn't... The game doesn't force you into a defined straight line. There really aren't any objectives. I mean, you can Well, they actually added objectives. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. So they've added it that there's like a little PDF, uh, not a PDF, a little PDA that you check that's like, hey, if you build this, we'll give you a present. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So it just encourages you to build something. So those aren't really objectives. They've just kind of added carrots to the uh, Yeah, exactly. To To encourage you to be like, are you stuck? Maybe try building this. Yeah. But we we didn't really get stuck back before they had those. No. The only thing I would have really liked to understand, and I thought these were very neat puzzles that they had built, I would love to figure out that uh, whatever these warp gate mm-hmm. things are, because we never could get them to work. Right. So that's the only real way to get to the end game, mm-hmm. uh, is the warp gates. And you so... have to bring the... So these warp gates are these big kind of alien-looking... They are. They're uh, alien. Yeah, these these alien-looking structures. And On each planet has a number of them. And I thought it was a really neat mechanic that they need to be powered. Yeah. And so you need to bring some sort of power. You use solar or wind power. Or battery or, or generators. Yeah, generators, right. Anything like that. Mm-hmm. There's a number of ways to get to this end. Yeah. Um, but the, that's one thing that is kind of a bummer, I think. Uh, so the only real, like, progression marker in this game are these alien structures powering yeah. them up and opening the odd stone on the inside. And the only way to get, like, I don't know, there's a little secret video at the end. And we've never actually gotten it because mm-hmm. you have to get all of them. <laughs> right. And do you need to travel to the center of each planet as yes. well? Okay. There's one in the center of the planet? In the center of every planet, there is one. Oh, so you need to bring power to the center of the planet. Exactly. Too. Okay, that's, so, r- that's tricky. So that means you have to have like a pretty well-established base on every single planet. And there's like seven of them. Mm-hmm. And some of them are harder than others. Yeah. Um, so that's the one thing that kind of gets me down is that there isn't an end game unless you're willing to put in maybe like, what, 40 hours? I guess, yeah. And at that at that point in the game, I think it has probably become pretty samey. Yeah, at that point, you're like, this is easy. I just need to grind into it. Yeah, I, I, I'm surprised to hold this game in such high esteem, considering that I think it doesn't have a ton of replay value. It's, it's great, and mm-hmm. it's an experience that I think everyone should try. Uh, yeah, but, but there's like a time limit on hundreds, this experience. There's, yeah. there's not hundreds of hours here. Right. You're just kind of like, there I'm going to do- keep doing this yeah. until I feel done. Right. There are dozens of hours to it. But those dozens of hours, I think, shine very brightly. Yes. And, and it's just a beautiful, gentle game. It's so good. Um, it actually recently came out on Switch, and they just added a huge update for pets. 
Oh, that's you cute. can have pets. That's very cute. Space pets. Yeah, and they do a lot of updates. They do um, events. Mm-hmm. Like, they just did a winter event where you find stuff and trade it in for uh, costumes and things like that. So they always have events running. They're very active in keeping their game updated, which is great. Steph, have you got a favorite memory from our playthrough? I guess not. Favorite moment? I, I have yeah, one. Tell me Let yours. me do tell mine me and see if it, if it uh, triggers any memories. So my favorite memory is the time we decided to just go for the core. You know, we did, we did not, okay, we were not yeah. equipped. We did not have the equipment. So I just chucked a giant drill onto the truck. You remember that? Yeah, there's a huge rover that you can make. Yeah, and I just crashed it off of a cave system. I, I, I drove it down the cave until okay, I came yeah. to a ledge, a cliff edge. And I just went off the cliff so, so that I was pointing straight down at the down, center. Down, down, down. And I just, <laughs> I'm punching through, Steph. Okay, I do remember this because so I remember good. being like, I am not coming for this. Yeah, no, it was a suicide mission and I couldn't believe it worked. It was fantastic. Every yeah. time I just kept punching through this new biome, you know. Yeah, you made it to biomes that we had legitimately never seen before. Yeah. You were just like, whatever, I'm just taking this to the center of the earth. Yeah. And if we lose the rover and my life. That's okay. It felt like the scene in Armageddon when they're landing on the asteroid. It was just really yeah, exciting it was. and beautiful and a great just movie moment. Yeah, I think that's a good one. A self-made, you know, action movie moment. Yeah. And I loved that. So, yeah, that was my favorite moment from our playing Astroneer. Yeah, I don't think I have a favorite moment that's coming to mind. Yeah. Well, this one, as, as I said at the beginning, this one will just always go down in my mind. It's a fantastic lockdown game a game that allowed us to hang out when we couldn't hang out hang out in the outdoors with freedom there you go (laughs) absolute space freedom it was between this these this and another game were just the perfectly timed pandemic games the Mm -hmm. other one of course being doom eternal no it was man eater (laughs) and of course everyone at home is screaming screaming of course it's man eater no everyone at home is screaming that it's uh animal crossing we're both heathens yeah we played that that's fine Animal Crossing's fine, but Maneater, you get to eat things as a shark. I think that was later anyway. Man-eater no, it came later. out really soon after. I don't know. Doom Eternal was, was right there. All right. We're us. not even talking about this anymore. Astroneer is great. Who yeah. should play it? So I think this game, unlike last week's pick, it's not for someone who's a complete neophyte to games. This right. requires a little bit finer control. You need to kind of understand... Uh, working in in uh, uh, four axes. Yeah, you uh, need to understand how to use two joysticks, one to move, one to move your camera. Yeah, so it, it's a little tricky, but I mean, most people who have played a few video games would be totally at home with this, I think. Yeah, and you don't have to be like really good at Twitch shooting or anything. It's very slow paced, um, unless you fall in a hole and are running out of oxygen. Right. But even then, it's okay. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, this is a great game to play with people, as we said. It is, yeah. So if you have a couple friends and you guys are looking for a game to play together, this is that game. Yeah, if you want to experience vibrant, colorful worlds with people and exploration of new places and building a janky base that is covered with power cables, yeah. this is perfect. I think more so than thinking of who would like this game. For me, I have a hard time coming up with who wouldn't like this game. You know, right. this is one of those games that just has something for everyone. Yeah. In a very calm and relaxing package. 
Yeah, I think if you think, I just want to play something, I want to run around, that's great. This is perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not so great if you need, like, someone to lead you by the hand, tell you exactly what to do, or if you need, like, a little gift after getting one little thing done. It's not so good for that. Right. I mean, it's certainly not without its uh, serotonin rewards. I mean, every time you build something, you're going to know that you can use that to do the next thing. Yeah, every time you find a huge shiny quartz deposit underground, you're like, ooh. All right. Look at that. I'm bringing that home. Well, good. Well, I think that one is also a little bit off the beaten path. I mean, everybody's heard of Stardew Valley, but I think Astroneer has flown a little bit under the radar. Yeah, I don't know anybody else who played it of their own accord. No, but, uh, well, I remember on the Besties, they liked it quite a bit. Okay, but, uh, but they're video game reviewers. Right, that's true. That's their life. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, well, good talking with you this week, Steph. Play better. Oh, wait. wait, wait. What? We better walk it back. Where no. can people find us? They can find us on Twitter at Game Therapy Life. Or on the World Wide Web at GameTherapy.life. That's perfect. All right, stay tuned after the show for a special outtake starring Steph. What? I'm kidding. I didn't actually record that. I accidentally deleted it. Just record your dog sighing. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Hello, and welcome to Game Therapy. Nope. That's not right. Hi, this is Steph with Game Therapy. And welcome to our... mm, I'm sorry. One more time. Delete all of that. Just get rid of it. Uh. Mm.